At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We are live right here on Football Full Circle, all across the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Today is the College Football Preview Edition of FFC, so it's a very good thing that the mastermind of the college football pigskin, Joe Lisi, is here as well. I am Ben Stevens. Joe Lisi, you just heard from the two head coaches for the Texas Two-Step, a top 20 tilt Austin at night on Saturday as the Longhorns of Texas, number 18 in the country host the lone remaining undefeated team in the Big 12 number 4 TCU Joe all of the atmosphere in Austin on Saturday is going to be electric and in terms of that big picture perspective TCU is now ranked 4th in the country, they are one of four remaining undefeateds in all of the sport at the FBS level, trying to hold on to the top spot in the Big 12 and potentially, Joe, a berth in the college football playoff. It's exciting, and and you want to go big picture, Ben? Let's go a little bit bigger. How big is this for the Big 12 next season, right, with the likes of BYU, Cincinnati, uh, UCF coming to the conference? I mean, that's what it's all about in terms of brand recognition. I mean, this is really important for the Big 12 to maintain momentum, not just this Mm. season, but next year, uh, you know, as it relates to the college football playoff and expansion. So this is really exciting. The series in itself is very close. Uh, Texas got the victory last year in Fort Worth by five right. points. B. John Robinson had a dynamic performance. The previous two times, it's been TCU and Max Duggan. Now we've seen a little bit of line movement from seven to seven and a half. I have to be honest with you, I'm not buying it. I still like Sonny Dykes. I think they have the more complete quarterback in this ball game. I don't know if they win per se, but I think they're well within the number Saturday night in Austin. So let's start there. Let's start with this individual game matchup before we discuss the ramifications of what it will mean. And Joe, I think you bring up a great point about what this means for the conference overall. Of course, Texas and Oklahoma are on their way out. TCU looks to be a stronghold within the Big 12. And with that being said, you know Bob Bowlesby will be somewhere smiling if the Horn Frogs pull off the upset outright in Austin on Saturday night. But they are not favored to do so, obviously. Joe, Texas is the team at home laying north of a touchdown. It worked from seven. Now add on the hook. It is seven and a half, Joe, in favor of Texas. You mentioned that you believe the Horn Frogs can keep this game within margin. How? 
Well, again, we talked about it on TMA this morning, the ability to run the football. And it's not just with the rushing attack in terms of the RPO game. It is in with their quarterback, Max Duggan, right? His ability to break contain. If you go back to the last time they were in Austin, I believe that ball game was a 33-30 win by the Horn Frogs. Max Duggan had a huge performance, had a long mm-hmm. touchdown run. He did it on the ground first. That opened up the play-action passing game later in the ball game, and they never looked back. They were in complete control from start to finish. If you want to put the pressure on Quinn Ewers, you want to put the pressure on that offense, you sustain drives, you work down the field, time-consuming drives, methodical field goals, touchdowns, it doesn't matter. Score points and provide yeah. your defense an opportunity to rest because we know that Texas most likely is going to run a little bit of up-tempo. They have the playmakers on the perimeter at the wide receiver and running back position to challenge TCU, but at the end of the day, I do give the edge to Duggan over yours, and I think that's where this game is won or lost. There are some narratives, Joe, around these teams entering this football game. For the first time in a complete role reversal, Boo Corrigan, the CFP selection chair, when he was breaking down why the rankings stacked up the way they did for the second set of that unveiling this past Tuesday, he highlighted and commended TCU and the Horned Frogs' ability this year to remain resilient and come back and win football games, which was a different answer than he gave after the first rankings were released just two weeks ago saying TCU having to come back and win games is a detriment to them. So completely different. But TCU, Joe, has been that cardiac team this year. They have looked incredible as the game wears on because of that veteran leadership in Max Duggan, because of the solid ground game they have as well with Kendra Miller. Joe, I look at this game in a story of two halves. Kevin told us this last week, as you well know, on College Football Today, that if you wanted to bet Texas in that game last week on the road in the Little Apple in Manhattan, Kansas against K-State, the only way to look was Texas in the first half. And he was spot on. Texas winning that first half outright before things got a little dicey later in that football game. In the Wildcats and Adrian Martinez had a chance to go down the field and tie it at the end of the fourth quarter. Texas, Joe, is one of the best first half scoring teams in all of the country. They rank fifth. They averaged 23 points per game in the first half. But when it comes to the second half, they are 66th averaging just 13.1 points per game. TCU is tied for the fifth best second half scoring offense, averaging nearly 20 points per game. That's where TCU, in my opinion, keeps this game within margin. Plenty more coming from that on FFC up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. 
It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back on FFC. Time to break down Thursday night football in Carolina tonight in Charlotte between the Panthers and the Falcons. An NFC South showdown starts off the second half of this NFL regular season, Joe Lisi. Week number 10 kicks off tonight. Let's start with the game and the overall outlook, Joe. The Atlanta Falcons, a two-and-a-half-point favorite in Carolina tonight against the Panthers. The total is working down. It now stands with an over-under at 41-and-a-half. Joe, what's your approach for Thursday night football? Well, there's light rain in the forecast, so I think you know people are leaning to the under. That's why you're seeing it juiced a little bit on on FanDuel and some of the other books. But at the end of the day, I think that you know the over does come in tonight. Now, what is the approach of Carolina playing at home? PJ Walker, I think, has to get these wide receivers involved. DJ Moore, Terrace Marshall, and you know, at, what are we really doing? They're two and seven overall, so why not throw caution to the wind? Open up the offense a little bit. If you are Wilkes in that team, right? Now, you want to see what you have in terms of the younger players, and why not make it fun? I mean, there's more pressure on Atlanta in this matchup going on the road than there is Carolina. We know that basically they're out of the playoff race, so what are you playing for? You're playing for jobs or you're playing for contracts, for that matter. So open up the offense and let these guys eat. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're completely right in the assessment of this game, Joe, in terms of really opening things up. And honestly, it's an important game for the Atlanta Falcons. With a win tonight, at least briefly, they would take over sole possession of first place in the NFC South. They would be the only team in the division, again, at least at this moment, until the Buccaneers play in Munich early on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks to be at 500. Because right now, where we stand entering this second half, Joe Lisi, all four teams in the NFC South showing how abysmal this division is are below 500 at this point but Atlanta is still tied for that top spot Joe so there is at least a sliver of optimism for this team now the Falcons have only been booked as a favorite one other time this year it was two weeks ago in this exact matchup but in Atlanta hosting the Panthers Joe they were closed as a four-point favorite and we remember how that game played out P.J. Walker heaving one down the field, finding D.J. Moore, 66 yards in the air. The game-tying touchdown with an extra point. Carolina walks it off in regulation. D.J. Moore in the celebration takes off his helmet. He gets excited. He gets flagged, moves the P.A.T. back. The extra point is missed. Atlanta wins in overtime, 37-34, but again, not covering as a four-point Favorite. Joe, what do you make of the decision from interim head coach in Carolina, Steve Wilkes, to still stick with P.J. Walker despite the fact he was benched at the half last week against Cincinnati? And Baker Mayfield came in, now healthy, providing that spark for the Panthers and throwing two touchdowns on the second. 
Well, for me, I mean, you know, P.J. Walker's a gutty guy, right? I mean, he's playing for a job. He's not a lead at the end of the day, but he's going to give his best shot, right? And I think that that's what you respect if you're an interim head coach in terms of P.J. Walker. He might be a little bit limited in terms of arm strength, but he's mobile. He could get outside the pocket, and at the end of the day, he's a battler. He'll battle for four quarters with Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. I don't know. Like, it's like, at the end of the day, Baker made his career in college that way, but as he got to the NFL, we don't see the same type of flair. We don't see, he talks a great game, but at the end of the day, he hasn't backed it up with his play, especially when you look at last year to this year in terms of trajectory and progression. So, I don't have a problem with it because we know what Sam Darnold and, and Baker Mayfield give this offense. P.J. Walker, he's a gunny guy. Let him go. I mean, I think the players respect him more than yeah. Darnold and, and Mayfield at the, for that matter. Joe, when you look at the passing yards props tonight, boy, they are not all that sexy. It's 165.5 for P.J. Walker. It's a number, though, that he has gone over in the two starts that he has made and played the duration of that football game, including against Atlanta when he threw for over 320 yards. Marcus Mariota even has a smaller passing yards prop. It's 158 in a hook, Joe. It's part of the reason that Atlanta runs the football as much as they do. Marcus doesn't really throw it a ton. His passing attempts prop is only 23 and a half. I will say there was one number, Joe, that caught my mind in terms of those pass props tonight. Marcus Mariota, the throw an interception is juice to the no that he'll play clean football but the yes is plus 138 I know he doesn't throw it a ton but Mariota has thrown an interception Joe in five of the nine games for the Dirty Birds this year including two in that game just two weeks ago against Carolina so I'll sprinkle with a little bit of plus money to make this Thursday night football game enticing yeah, why not? I mean, here's the thing. You always have a shot. Hail Mary at the end of the half or the end of the game. You know, it's a yeah. wet track. You know, there can be maybe a, a batted ball and you get, a, a you know, an interception in that regard. So that's not a bad play for tonight, especially Thanks. with primetime action. You know, the fact that you said it's juice to the over, right? So the fact that he, or mm. the fact that he'll play clean. If, it, mm. if he throws an interception, you're getting positive money. Why not? I, I think he goes, I tell you, my bet, one of my best prop bets tonight is Terrence. Marshall. Yeah. I think he steps up. I know everybody's potentially looking at DJ Moore. I think Walker could go to his second and third wide receivers here in this matchup, and he's got a light number of 39 and a half, or at least it was last night when I played it. It's a good look, Joe, as well, because DJ Moore gets that shine, and he has been good with P.J. Walker, but there are other options there for Carolina in that receiver's core. I look at the rushing yards prop. Again, Atlanta runs the football on 57.7% of their plays. Only the Bears run the ball more frequently in the National Football League. Cordero Patterson is supposed to be back tonight for Atlanta. Cordero, who has been sensational this year, his prop is at 55.5. I'd also keep an eye on Dante Foreman. 56 and a half is his number. Since he became that lead back in Carolina, following the trade of Christian McCaffrey and the injury to Chuba, uh, to Chuba Hubbard, the running back for the Panthers as well, Joe, the second year back out of Iowa State. When you look at, not Iowa State, am I right? Yeah. No, Chuba Hubbard went where, Joe? Why am I blanking? Chuba to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, excuse me. I knew it was somewhere in the Big 12. <laughs> anyway, focusing on Dante Foreman, 56 and a half is his number. 
He has gone over that in the two games that he started for Carolina, including against the Falcons. He ran for a buck 18 in both. Last week, under with only about 30 rushing yards, but they were in such a negative game script as the Bengals put it on them early and often that he had to be peeled away. Another number, Joe, Tyler Algier, the rookie running back out of BYU. His prop is just 31 and a half. It's a number that he has gone over in six straight games for the Falcons. Of course, some of those are without Cornell Patterson out there on the field, but even a couple of them, Joe, he has led the way in the backfield if you look at what he is able to do. So I like that number on Tyler Algier as well. He's a downhill runner, right? Doesn't have elite speed. He's about a 4'8", maybe a 4'7". But when he gets going downhill, he's very difficult to bring down. He's like a battering ram, the former BYU Cougar. So we'll see. I mean, especially in a wet track where it's – and it's not a lot of rain. It's supposed to be light rain. You could have defensive backs that slip, and he could break off chunk yardage. Under 50 yards is pretty good for Tyler Algier in this ballgame. Yeah, six straight for him in it. And again – this game does have ramifications for the division. Carolina is actually 2-1 and one in their divisional games. They're only lost to those Falcons in that overtime game a couple of weeks ago. The Falcons are 1-2 and two in divisional play, yet to play Tampa Bay so far this season. The Falcons and the Bucks tied for the top spot in the NFC South, Joe. And as it stands, Tampa is still heavily favored to win this division, minus 210. The Falcons at plus 350, though, might have some value if you believe this is sustainable and the struggles also sustain for the Buccaneers. But, Joe, the way this division is setting up, it seems prime for Tom and Tampa, despite the struggles this year, to right the ship and win another divisional title. Yeah, I mean... This is what it's all about for Tom Brady. You have an opportunity to step up against a very good team right now in Seattle. But at the end of the day, they have better playmakers. They should cover this ballgame. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out tonight on a Thursday in Charlotte, North Carolina, between the Panthers and the Falcons. Plenty more coming your way up next here on Football Full Circle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Back right here on Football Full Circle. All across the Sports Grid Radio Network and Sirius XM Channel 159. Week number 11 of the college football season, Joe Lisi. Only three more weeks left in the regular season. Now in the final month, here in November. Each and every week, Joe, as we have said all year long, of course, has those implications for the conference championship chase. Of course, then ramifications on a potential berth in the college football playoff. But it feels like in November, the games become more nuclear. The games become a little bit more pressurized as it starts to ramp up. And of course, for TCU, that is the case on Saturday in Austin, Joe, we're breaking down this football game the way that we had, where TCU is a touchdown underdog on the road. I brought up the point of Texas in the first half being the fifth-best scoring team in the opening two quarters, averaging 23 points per game. But in the second half, they have not necessarily shut the door on opponents this year, Joe. And in the last three games, including as we saw on display last week against Kansas State, Texas is only averaging 5.3 points per game in the second half. That's where I think TCU keeps this game within margin and maybe even pulls off the upset outright in Austin. Yeah, I think winning the turnover battle as well. We saw TCU do this against Texas Tech last week. They was It was a tight ball game in the first half. Tech was right in it. They had a first half lead, and then obviously the turnovers in the second half by TCU allowed them to pull away and win that ball game by double digits. The same thing on the road here. When when you can win the, the turnover battle, uh, Ben, and obviously run the football effectively, you're going to be in this ball game. Now, TCU has done a fantastic job in their games up until this point of making halftime adjustments. That's where Sonny Dykes really has made his mark on this team compared to last year with Gary Patterson. Yeah. They're going to have to continue to do it. You know, the game plan early on, if they can run early and we see Max Duggan ripping off runs, they're going to be in the ball game. At the end of the day, Sark in a big spot still concerns me and the fact that Ewers has a lot of pressure, I understand he stepped up to a degree, but he hasn't really been asked to win a ball game solely with his arm up until this point. If TCU takes away B. John Robinson, then it's up to yours. And I think still that's where Duggan has the advantage. It's a really good individual player spotlight matchup, right? Max Duggan has been sensational this year for TCU. Of course, Quinn Ewers has all the hype and at times has showed us those flashes to back it up. Bijan Robinson is one of the most talented dynamic running backs in all of the country. Not just the Big 12, all of the country. But on the other side, Joe, Kendra Miller is a name you must pay attention to for the Horned Frogs as well. He has been incredible this season. On this run that has TCU a perfect 9-0. and The only unbeaten team left in the Big 12. One of four remaining undefeated sides, Joe, in all of college football. Quickly here as we paint the big picture. Before we do that, Joe, 64.5 is the over-under on Saturday night in Austin between Texas and TCU. It feels like this could be that classic Big 12 shootout. Do you think we push to an over or do you think an under comes to play, Joe? And whatever sides you believe, how does that affect the outcome of who wins the football game? 
Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's an intriguing thing. I could see it going both ways, right? I mean, I, I think that when you're playing the total, you, you, which team do you feel can run the football more effectively, right? And if you if we're talking in that regard, I you know. <sighs> Here's the thing, though, Ben. I think when we're talking totals, it, it, you sort of handcuff yourself. In a game like this, I don't know if I would want to play a total, but just because I feel more, I feel more secure on the side. It wouldn't shock me if both defenses give up chump yards and it goes to the last possession, right? But at the end of the day, if a team can run the football effectively, sustain drives, and then all of a sudden get it into a 10-3 first half lead. Then all of a sudden you're looking at maybe under, and then you know the 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 over is completely shot. So, if I had to bet this game right now, I would lean to the under right now because of what we've seen. But I'm not betting it in any capacity. I would not b- suggest to bet it because mm-hmm. of what's on the line in this matchup. I'd rather just take the side and, and see how it plays out. And then if I am going to play a total, take it in terms of the in-game perspective. And there is so much on the line on Saturday night. In Austin, TCU again, the only unbeaten team in the conference. They are a perfect six and zero in Big Twelve play. They occupy the top spot. There is a three-way tie for the second spot, and of course, Joe, the way the Big Twelve does it, it's the top two teams. There are no divisions within the Big Twelve conference, so TCU is in that pole position. But Texas, Baylor, and K State still. All at four and two. Of course, Texas has the win already against Kansas State. TCU still has Baylor on the schedule as well. So there are some ramifications here, Joe, outside of what it means, of course, for the Horn Frogs in making the college football playoff. But for the Big 12 right now, Joe, TCU is the odds-on favorite. Slight minus money at minus 102. Texas still right behind at plus 125. Joe, if TCU is to pull off the upset on Saturday night in Austin, what would that do to their price in the Big 12? And what do you think that would do to their price of making the college football playoff? Are we talking Texas? He cut out there for a second. Texas, if Texas wins, what does that do? No. To- if, yeah. TCU, if TCU wins the game. If TCU wins, then yeah. obviously in terms of them solidifying the, the Big 12, they are there. There should be yeah. almost minus money in terms of that matchup. I mean, assuming they still have some difficult games down the road, but at the end of the day, they're still if they go on the road, and and I always talk about margin of victory. If they win mm-hmm. this ball game by 10 or more, oh, forget it. On a nationally televised game against the Longhorns, that brand recognition, mm-hmm. I think they're going to be, I, I think they're going to take even minus money maybe at that yeah. point to win the Big 12. I mean, I really would give them that that type of, you know, number heading into week number number 12, wouldn't you? I mean, I think I think it comes down to do we believe that they're I mean, people are asking are they for real? If right. they go through this gauntlet and and let's say take care of business and they are dominant and dominant is 10 points or more uh, people say, "Well, just win the game." But if they win this by uh, by ten points or more, that's a dominant effort in in Austin Saturday night. I would yeah. make the minus money right now. You know, right I, now, I don't. I yeah. would. That's that's me though. No, I completely agree. I mean, you think of how strong that price would get in TCU's favor to win the conference because here's the final three games for TCU. It's on the road in Austin against Texas. It's on the road in Waco against Baylor, and then they finish off the year at home hosting Iowa State. Baylor still has TCU and Texas on the schedule. The Bears and the Longhorns play each other that final weekend of the Big 12 
regular season. So Texas does have an opportunity, Joe, and even if TCU drops one, they will still play in that Big 12 championship game. But as, or they would have a chance, I should say, if they drop one to play in that Big 12 championship game. But Joe, as we look at it, that's a different story of playing in the conference championship game and having the shot at a college football playoff as opposed to what it would mean for TCU in terms of getting to the CFP. Because, Joe, I think we're both in the same mind frame here that if TCU loses a football game, even if they win the Big 12, if they're a one-loss Power 5 conference champion, the path to getting to the college football playoff is made that much more difficult. If they are undefeated, there's no way they are kept out. If they have one loss, it might be hard to convince the committee they should be allowed in. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Again, I agree with you as well. I mean, here's the thing. If they if TCU loses this ball game and they win the Big 12, they're going to have an uphill battle. I really believe that to crack the college football playoff because of mm-hmm. how they lose, and it's the Big 12, and it's looked at as, I want to say, a lower-tier Power 5 type of conference, and yep. they're going to have to run the gauntlet. And where this loss is taking place, as opposed to maybe in the beginning of the year or in the month of October. We talk mm-hmm. about the difference between the Big 12 this year compared to last year's teams in terms of Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State lost to Iowa State last year. October 23rd. They're not losing in the month of November. We always say late season losses hinder a team from potentially getting into the college football playoff, and I think it would hinder them significantly. So, again, it's unfortunate because they've run the table up until this point, and still there's no margin of error, but that's what the chips are. The chips are in the middle of the table for Sonny Dykes, and now they have to be focused each and every week, and if they could get through that, I tell you what, maybe if they get into the college football playoff they'll be playing with house money and maybe can make some noise in terms of a second round game it's a really good point joe because a lot of us would hope that perception wouldn't factor into how you evaluate teams but the reality of the situation is that it does the college football playoff selection committee can look at themselves in grapevine texas this upcoming week and watch this football game played in that state in Austin between the Longhorns and the Horn Frogs. And they can say, we've put TCU on this threshold. We have put them with the pedigree of being a top-four team. Now can they match that level of expectation? If they fall short, eh, not nearly as good as we gave them credit for. Bye-bye. Although you would say to yourself, Joe, shouldn't a one-loss Power 5 conference champion has have as good of a shot as any team in the country? To make it to the college football playoff? Sure. But it doesn't seem that is going to be the case. Look at Clemson, where they are right now. Still ranked 10th in the country. Still the odds-on favorite to win the ACC. But it feels like, Joe, even if a one-loss Clemson gets back atop the ACC, they don't have a very good chance of making the college football playoff. That perception... Although unfortunate, Joe, as you put it, is all a part of this equation, all a part of this conversation. And the timing of it does have an effect as well. That's what I tried to stress to my friend Kevin Walsh, Joe Lisi, as you know, about when Oregon lost to Georgia, the common opponent that they also share with Tennessee, whose one loss was against the Dogs as well. We'll look at that SEC slate for Saturday following a significant weekend this week past. Up next. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We are back on FFC Live right here on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Week 11 of this college football season, Joe, but it was week 10, that incredibly significant Saturday in the SEC that has painted a completely different picture for what the conference looks like at this moment. Georgia holds serve on its home field, in between the hedges, taking care of Tennessee, and LSU pulls off the upset outright against Alabama. Now, those four teams, Joe, what do we see in a response this upcoming Saturday? Let's start with LSU, Lisi. As the odds would say, it almost seems like a tiger trap is out there for the Bayou Bengals on the road in Fayetteville to take on the Razorbacks of Arkansas. It's just a three-point spread, Joe, in favor of LSU, who now ranks seventh in the country and controls its own fate to an SEC title game out of the SEC West division. And again, it's just a three-point spread, Joe. So what do you expect to see out of the Bayou Bengals? Yeah, I don't think there's a letdown. Now, I know, you know, a lot of sharps are on Arkansas, and it looks like a potential letdown spot. You know, if you look at the series history, the last two games have been decided by a total of six points, three game, three points apiece. Arkansas got this victory in OT last year. Some news, K.J. Jefferson's potentially banged up, but even if he mm. plays in this ball game, I still give the edge to the physicality of the LSU offense and defensive lines. We know how Kelly is in terms of a road type of coach straight up. Going back over the last four and a half years, he's 21-6 and six on the road or on a neutral field. He's got a hot quarterback in Jaden Daniels. They knew what they did. They believed that they could knock off Alabama. And, and then at the end of the day, they've won three straight. Three straight convincing games against mm. 
Florida, Ole Miss, and now Alabama, and they're going on the road against a team that lost to Liberty last week. Maybe it was a potential look-ahead by Arkansas, but the way K.J. Jefferson played in terms of two INTs in that matchup in the first half, i got to give the edge to the secondary of LSU. I don't think there's a slip-up. I think LSU might be in a game for a half. I think Kelly out game plans in the second half, and I think they win this ballgame anywhere from 10 to 13 points Saturday afternoon at noon. And listen, it might be that spot where the expectation is a slight foot off the pedal. There cannot be at this point for LSU because awaiting in the wings, potentially, Joe, Alabama and Mississippi. Right now, the Tide, a two-loss football team, but only one of them, or actually both of them within the SEC, excuse me, there is still an opportunity for Alabama despite the fact that LSU controls its own destiny. LSU did beat Ole Miss, but Ole Miss only has one loss this year. It was that LSU game. So what resolve do we expect to see out of the Crimson Tide? Alabama Alabama, still ranked in the top 10 in the CFP rankings, takes an 11.5 point spread, Joe, in favor of them to the Grove in Oxford on Saturday afternoon to take on Lane Kiffin and the running Rebs. It's 11.5 points, Joe. Again, Nick Saban has not lost consecutive games at Alabama since the first year he was there in Tuscaloosa. We do not expect Alabama to lose this game outright. However, Joe, Do you think Ole Miss is ripe for an upset here if they can pull off the improbable on Saturday? Well, I mean, I don't know. You know, what what is the mindset of Alabama? That is obviously going to be the the huge, you know, factor whether Bama covers this game or Ole Miss strikes the upset, right? From the series perspective, Alabama's dominated Ole Miss in recent years. Since they lost back with the Chad Kelly days, they have owned basically Ole Miss. Now, Ole Miss last year was catching 14 and a half. They were down 42 to nothing heading into the fourth quarter. Never had a shot with Matt Corral. They're at home. They're going to have to run the football. It's back-to-back road games for the Alabama Crimson Tide, but I still go back to this factor. Jackson Dart at some point is going to have to make plays against that defense, and even though Jaden Daniels was able to do it, we haven't seen Jackson Dart do it this year in a big spot, right? He didn't do it against LSU. In fact, he turned the football over, so that is going to be the concern for me of whether or not I think Ole Miss can win. If I'm backing it, I like Alabama here. I think this is a perfect spot for them to dominate this ball game on both sides of the ball. I think the defense steps up. They force turnovers, and I think Bryce Young lights up that secondary. He could have five touchdowns in this ball game. Lane's probably pissed, Joe, that Alabama lost last week, that they didn't <laughs> get the opportunity to pull off the upset in the SEC West, which would have controlled then Ole Miss's own fate. Because again, only one loss to LSU. If LSU loses again, and if Ole Miss beats Alabama, it's the running Rebs in that pole position out of the SEC West. But I think the odds tell the story here. 11.5 points in favor of Alabama. I'm not sure, Joe, how they lose this football game. And I really think they're in a prime position to cover. Because let's let's not forget that game last year between these two, Joe. It was in Tuscaloosa, sure. But it was a game that was a top 15 tilt. And Lane Kiffin told us all, get your popcorn ready. Here we are. We are finally on Alabama's level. And Nick said, ha, ha, ha. You used to be one of my assistants. You ain't taking us down. And they did it. 
And you're right. Where we have seen Alabama struggle this year is against mobile quarterbacks. Yes, Hennon Hooker went off to the tune of 52 points against the Tide in that win on Rocky Top, but he ran the ball, Joe, 14 times for 56 yards. Of course, we saw Jaden Daniels go berserk in that fourth quarter in overtime with the utilization of his legs. Jackson Dart is not that guy, and he has left many questions in terms of what he can do at that quarterback spot for Ole Miss this year. Quinshawn Judkins, excuse me, the freshman running back for Ole Miss has really taken over. He has been sensational. Zach Evans is still there. I think this is an Alabama game through and through. I'm going to avoid the spread, but I think the spread makes a ton of sense. Joe, right now, there is a minus in front of every price associated with the reigning national champion Georgia Bulldogs. They are now minus money. The first time we have seen a team as an odds-on favorite this year to win the national championship. The Dogs, minus 120. They are minus 4,000 to reach the college football playoff. That's a virtual guarantee at this point. And minus 470, Lisey Guy, to win the SEC. They are also minus 16 and a half, thus a 16 and a half point favorite on the road in Stark Vegas against Mississippi State this upcoming Saturday, Joe. Of course, Georgia, in its biggest game of the year, takes care of business in dominant fashion, might I add, against Tennessee. This is not a letdown spot for Kirby Smart and the Dogs, is it? It could. I mean, it could be. I mean, Stark Vegas is a difficult place to play, but at the end of the day, I think Georgia steps up. There's no margin for error for them as well. I know Miss State potentially at home is a much better home dog that you know than they are as a road dog for that matter. But if you go to this game last year where they played Alabama and they got abused in the interior, Will Rogers was under complete. Complete pressure. Go back to the to the game against LSU on the road in Baton Rouge, yeah. right? I mean, LSU got pressure on them early and often. They couldn't make second-half adjustments. This is a different animal for Georgia. And we talked about the front seven on college football today. But I think it was two weeks ago uh, yeah. when Georgia went in in that ballgame against Florida. They had seven sacks through seven games. Well, all of a sudden now, that front seven is humming, baby, because yeah. they had six sacks against Tennessee. They had three sacks against against Florida, and I think they could get another five against Will Rogers in this ball game. So it might look like that. I mean, I'm not going to bet this game, but I would lean to Georgia. I think they roll here on the road today. Georgia, at times this year, in games where you consider them playing lesser competition, has left some to be desired when it comes to covering numbers. A 53.5-point favorite against Samford, they win that game 33-0, but not coming close to covering. Against Kent State, they were a 45-point favorite, only won that game by 17. The Golden Flash is putting up a pretty good offensive effort. Of course, against Missouri, coming down to the final couple of minutes against the Tigers in Columbia. But since then, Joe... They have started covering numbers. 42 to 10, the win over Auburn, covering as a 27 and a half point favorite. 55 zip against Vandy, covering as a 37 and a half point favorite. Of course, covering easily, might I add, despite what the final score might indicate, against Tennessee last week as a nine and a half point favorite in thorough control of that game all Saturday long. The only game they didn't cover. They were a 22-and-a-half-point favorite in the cocktail party against the Gators, and they still won that game against Florida, 42-10. to 
to 20. The defense is rounding into form. The defense is still the second best scoring unit in all of the country. You might be thinking to yourselves, all right, is this Mississippi State team a team that can take advantage of a sleepy Georgia? I don't think at this point even on the road for the dogs. If I was looking to a side, it would be that. If I was looking to a better number, it would be Mississippi State's team total under because all they do is throw the football, which is not a great way of neutralizing that vaunted front for UGA that is certainly making some waves here the last couple of weeks. So the fourth part of that significant Saturday SEC conversation, Joe, from last week is Tennessee. They're a 20-and-a-half-point favorite back on Rocky Top against Missouri. Tennessee right now is in an interesting spot, right, Joe? They're not in control of their own destiny, meaning they cannot impact their status individually on playing in an SEC title game. However, maybe that's a benefit because if Georgia takes care of business and runs through the SEC and wins the championship as an undefeated conference title winner— That looks pretty good for Tennessee as a one-loss team, at least in their outlook for a college football playoff. But, of course, Joe, there is no wiggle room for error against teams like Missouri. What do you expect to see from the Vols on Saturday? Well, I think the Vols might win, but I think they'll struggle. And I think the emotional aspect of obviously being the top team in the country, losing and how they lost, coming back home, and playing a gutty defense in terms of Missouri. They're laying basically three touchdowns to a team in Missouri only giving up 192 passing yards per game and only nine passing touchdowns all year. We've seen Missouri get into these ugly games. They don't have an elite offense led by Brady Cook. So if they get Tennessee into this ugly, methodical, just blue-collar type of game, I think they're going to be inside the number. And even going back to the days of Drew Locke, Missouri traditionally, you know, goes toe-to-toe at times with Tennessee. So I'm taking the 20-and-a-half here. I think, you know, I don't know where Tennessee's mind is. I feel more comfortable taking the three touchdowns or right around it with the road team in terms of an SEC matchup. And the way that Tennessee lost and got beat up in the interior, that might affect their mindset heading into this ballgame. Missouri is coming off of a loss against Kentucky. They closed in that game, Joe, as a slight favorite, surprisingly. They lost by four, but it hit the under. Missouri has played eight straight unders. Missouri has played eight of their nine games to an under, tied for the highest under percentage in college football at nearly 89% alongside Marshall and the team they lost to last week but still hit the under, Kentucky. Something to keep in mind for this matchup. If Missouri is going to make it ugly, it's their chance to cover a near three-touchdown spread. I look forward to seeing the response from that Tennessee offense. I really, really do, Joe, because that is what I want to see. That is what was neutralized last week against Georgia. That was the thought of how they kept that game within margin against the Dogs. That offense just being so good. Comparisons to 2019 LSU. Didn't look that way against Georgia a weekend ago. We'll round out the show here on Football Full Circle on the other side of the break. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. 
the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We round out the show here on Football Full Circle, live on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Joe, there are a couple of big ranked matchups that we will continue to discuss as we break down the weekend in college football. But the top spot in the American. And the AAC is on the line on Saturday. It's a virtual pick'em. Tulane, the only unbeaten team left in the conference, a perfect 5-0, hosts UCF, Joe. It's a one-and-a-half-point spread in favor of the Green Wave. However, it's minus 114 on the money line for Tulane, minus 106 for Central Florida. How close is this game going to be? I think it's close, but I still give the edge to the home team in terms of Tulane in this matchup. I love their defense with Willie Fritz only giving up around 17 points per game. Their ability to pound the rock. I like their running backs. I like the physicality of the offensive-defensive lines. To me, that's where the game is won or lost. They're only giving up a buck 27 on the ground, Ben, in terms of run support. We know how John Rice Plumley loves to break contain. Give me Tulane laying the short number at home. I would agree. They've won five straight games. They are 8-1 and one, both straight up and against the spread this year, Joe Lisi. They are the best cover team in all of college football. And if we had that college football playoff expansion, currently they are the highest ranked team from a group of five conference, although they will play the other ranked team in UCF from that group of five level on Saturday as well. If they were to win, if they were to win the American, continue to be a top 50 15, top 20 team, they would get that automatic berth to the expanded field of 12 for the college football playoff when that comes. I love the look, Joe. It will be a ton of fun, and if you want more college football breakdowns, of course, you can catch Joe Lisi, myself, and Kevin Walsh on College Football Today, each and every Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time on SportsGrid. He's Joe Lisi. I'm Ben Stevens. Thank you for joining us here today on Football Full Circle. Keep it locked to the SportsGrid Radio Network. The money line is coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks for joining us today. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.